So almost a year after uploading the first three episodes of the Mart's World podcast, we're back with a load of fancy new equipment and the intention of providing a much better audio for a better listening experience. However, yesterday six of us got together and recorded three more episodes to upload over the next three weeks. And, well, things didn't go entirely to plan. We had four sets of new headphones so we could all monitor our own voices. Now the headphones needed to be plugged into the shiny new headphone amplifier I bought, which didn't work. We just couldn't get any power to the damn thing, which meant that nobody knew how far away from the microphones they should be. Consequently, some of us are louder than others, and for this next episode, two of my guests didn't even have a microphone in front of them. But we carried on, learned a lesson, and had a great time. So, here goes. So here we are, another week, another podcast. I'm Mart, and I'm here with him, him, <laughs> and him. And you can't see who's here. Carl is here, Chris is here, and Alan is here. And Chris has got a topic for us. Uh, so AI and robotics are becoming so popular now and so widely used that it's going to get to the point where all jobs are going to be computerized and we're not needed. So is it going to kill the economy, or is it going to make it better? Well, I don't know. We we we've sort of working with it now, and we all we all work together, and we can't say where, but uh, we're sort of working with it now, and it's got some advantages. Um, it's losing other advantages. The idea is it's meant to help us, but will it get so big and so powerful that we can't control it anymore? It's going to get yeah. too big, yeah. and I don't think we'll ever be able to control it once it's once it's out of the box. It's out. No, it's out of the box. If it's it'll get to the tipping point where the automation or the benefits of it will outweigh the use of it. So if everything's automated, you'll have no consumers to buy the products that you automated. So it just becomes redundant. If it goes past a certain point where people don't have enough money to buy the products you produce because it's all automated and nobody's got jobs to buy anything. But will they just scrap the monetary system altogether and then just give people everything for free? Well, people talk about, I think it's called universal income, where every citizen of the government gets a certain amount of money every month from the government without actually being employed so then you're left to your own devices then to do whatever you want with that money given a certain amount and if you go over that you're yeah but what i don't know is where that money comes from because if everything's automated by private companies unless they're taxed so we could have in when everything i'm too far away yeah so we could have when everything is like you said we could do away with the monetary system and nobody gets any money no, money isn't a thing anymore and you just if you need something you request it and it gets given to you and then you can focus on instead of focusing on a career you focus on well, creativity that, and improving yeah, well, skills it's, it's kind of like a Star Trek thing isn't it? It where, is. where they take away the monetary system and the, 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 the idea of wealth becomes your knowledge and your, your, your ability to make things better yeah how, sure skills as a person well, how do you buy anything you don't, it's you, don't. Given to, you, you, you just ask for it and it's given to you you don't buy anything there's but, no money but then we'll all be faulty stone we just well, be no, because some people won't be like that. You can't say that everyone is going to go straight to KFC and eat loads of KFC. I probably would for a month. It does sound good. <laughs> it does sound good. Yeah. But you just wouldn't. Some people aren't like that. and I mean, any of us probably are not like that. We don't eat like that all the time. Well, it poses a bigger question. Like <laughs> A lot of people get stuck in that routine of going to work, coming home, doing this, doing that. What would people actually do? without employment, they're their own boss then with the universal income system or no income at all. So they've got to find their own purpose in life. Doesn't this start heading down the communist route, yeah? 
well, essentially, where we all have nothing, yeah. Because everybody's yeah, going to have the same thing, and everybody's going to have the same money. Surely, the same. technically, that's the right way to go. If everyone's equal, then no one can have any issues with anyone. We've got a commie in a room. <laughs> I don't well, it's never been it's never been actually implemented well, as it was supposed to be communism. Yeah. That's why it doesn't doesn't it doesn't work. Technically, you need a dictator to be part of the communism. But if you can do it so that everyone is that dictator, then there's no one person. Does that make sense? So what about um, like we got the NHS now? What about sort of medical care for everybody and that sort of stuff? So well, that's just going to be all provided for everybody yeah, and so whatever you want. You have to think about the advances in technology as well. If in the next thirty to forty years, when all this takes place, I can only imagine what services are available to people. Well, just in terms of general, like you can probably they've created tests you meet already. So in forty years, you press a button. There's your food on a tray. Just, it just appears out of nowhere. I can't comprehend Rapidly. it at the moment. Uh, and I think it would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be manufactured um, food because if you're going down the route of everybody's going to be saved, so everybody's going to live longer because we've got all these wonderful medical uh, uh, procedures that will save everybody these days, then how do you feed all these people? Well, that's the big question. Is it should you save everyone? Does it is everyone? <laughs> wow, that's wow. wow. Okay, <laughs> who who are you not saving, Carl? The thing is, that's the benefits of these like technologies. If you know, I suppose there's different opinions, but if you're not on the cusp of where it goes and you get left behind, we've got the survival of the fittest year now. Yeah. So are we mixing Star Trek and the Purge? <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> but that's what AI will do. It will separate. It will, it will completely fracture society. You'd have people at the top half who've got the skills and the understanding to be part of technology companies, and then you've got the rest of the civilization then who just fell behind. And then the big question is, what do you do with the people that don't fit into that first category? Do you just let them fend for themselves, or do you provide some sort of infrastructure to let them carry on? I, I personally just... Uh, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> you picked like 200 people and say, right, the survivor gets to go into the top half of society. But I mean, in serious, it's like, what do you do at that point? Like, you can't punish the people who've gotten into the first category because they're more intelligent than the rest of the population. But you, then you can't really let the rest fend for themselves because they'll probably if, all If you die. can put a, a, an infrastructure that looks after itself where it doesn't need the top end of people to be looking after it for you, and then you just give it to them, and it's their choice then to use it or not. We have to have AI that basically takes care of itself. It's sent yeah. into the point where well, that's it the, doesn't need human interference, and they, it, they're left to its devices, we're left point to our devices. That's AI, isn't it? It's to start thinking for itself. So if it can think for itself, it understands how to, yeah. how to look after everyone. And then it human beings. The only, so, the only so part there is if it goes too far and it starts seeing humans as a bad problem, so essentially the, the, yes. AI, the AI is the dictator. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but it's supposed to be so smart and, and it's supposed to be able to control everything. This was the next step I was going to come to where, where they sort of, the, the fear mongers amongst us are saying, well, okay, if AI gets to that point where it decides that it's far more intelligent than humans, what do we need humans for? That is the if big question. Once, once, we can, once they yeah. can replicate themselves, then humans are of no consequence. Our sweet spot is the creation of them and then the utility of them for a couple of decades. But then when they become so intelligent to realise that we contribute absolutely nothing, what purpose? Some of us don't now. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get away with it. <laughs> we still get paid every week. Yeah. 
But in that type of scenario, if well, the artificial intelligence is obviously going to be a million times more capable than a human being for doing anything after a certain period of time, what purpose do we serve? We've basically could, created our own... Could you almost say that's the next step of evolution? Then? What yeah. we've created is something that will, uh, will outlast us, which is evolution in itself. So what we're doing right now with the AI is actually creating the next step of evolution. But not for humanity. Not for, well, not for humanity. Well, it is, because it's a legacy of humanity. It would be a it's legacy, the next start. humanity will have gone. It, to well, not necessarily. What yeah. if it's benevolent? What if it like goes, yeah, you can just be creative and yeah. just... So, yeah, it's kind of like just we live. leave you to it and we'll run everything. We want to do this. We want to be the high power and we'll let every, the, the humans be the low power, if you like. They'll just let us get on with what we want. This is when you start delving into a matrix type scenario. Yeah. 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 But you get into that situation where it is, if if AI and robots are taking over everything, food manufacturing, all the jobs they need doing, the hell are we going to do? Anything we want. Paint. Anything you want, yeah. Create create art. Well, that's what I mean. Create art. Podcasts. You know, just like be creative. You you can do whatever you want. Focus on... Whatever you want. Focus on, like... Other pursuits. You have to focus world. on your career. Yeah, travel, space exploration. And yeah, the, the other thing as well. If all planes are automated, then you should be able to get a plane very easily, very quickly, and you can go anywhere you like very quickly and very easily. And they'd be electric powered. Yeah, solar panels. Well, you got to pay for it. But if you don't, if if if, if 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 everything is controlled by an AI and there's no money, you have to pay for it. You can just go wherever you like for free. See, I read a thing this week. Yeah. Are they talking well, about? You still got that pilot. You still got that human factor to it at the moment. Are they talking about electric cars? Where they're saying um, that once they're fully automated, that um, like electric taxis are going to be so cheap and so available, people won't bother buying cars anymore. Well, the routes will be planned, and they'll be able to charge themselves. If you think of a driverless car, I don't know. Let's say the battery lasts ten hours, or maybe even less, depending on the mileage. It will charge itself during the journey. It will charge itself between journeys. It will plan the most efficient route. There will be nobody in the car. I mean, you're not really paying no. for much. So you wouldn't want to own a car yourself. It's yeah. just a matter of just you do it on an app like you do now, but you just do it on I an app and say, I want to go from here to here. It's going to cost me a pound or whatever. It, it, would, it would change. So rather than just using it for a work day-to-day basis, it would be for if you're going just for a drive down the beach or something. Or if you want to go on a track or something, that's the only time you'd ever drive. And it gets people off the roads as well. If you think of how many people, how many people there will be on the planet in the next 40 years, we don't really want all those people to own cars. It's better to have a system where it's efficient enough to automate, you know, automatic buses, trams, monorails, wherever the technology is, just have it completely automated promote that sort of transport rather than having people clogging up the roads. And causing accidents. And causing accidents. We're the biggest cause of all the accidents. So if you automate the entire transport system, it's safer than it ever would be without us being involved. See iRobot? Yeah. They do it on iRobot and it works quite well. Yeah. And the only time that he takes over, he crashes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was a subtle message, yeah. yeah. So what's, what's your feelings on the talking about air taxis as well, where you can have these, they'll carry one or two passengers and it'll pick you up from the garden? fly you off to work, all electric power. It's like a big drone. That's 
but all that's, that's sounds awesome. Or do yeah, it does sound pretty good. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Like uh, sounds quite after rigorous safety though. test, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not entirely convinced. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the moment, I got visions of them just picking you up by a scruff and then yeah. just flying and you over. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fast on flying. Yeah, I don't like flying at the best of times. Well, I don't that'll be your choice then to do it or not. Well, it will so. be my choice, but every movie I see, neither the plane crashes or is full of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that put me right off flight. And the last couple of flights I had were bumpy and wobbly, so that, that puts you I off. I suppose the flight one is interesting. There's, I'd be okay with automated cars, but then I suppose it's yeah personal preference. You'd have to try an automated flight to see how it works. It doesn't matter if it's piloted or automated. If, if something goes wrong, you're 40,000 feet in the air, there's not much that's coming out of that anyway. <laughs> so it probably doesn't really matter why what's would, controlling it. Why would a 10-minute taxi journey go 40,000 feet? Surely it would just like go above yeah, it would all the buildings yeah, or whatever. I suppose it depends on the technology. Yeah. And like, yeah. But still, you know, a couple of hundred feet drop. You're still going to die. Like, yeah. yeah. But you'd have less time you to wouldn't have to. There it. would be less issues with turbulence and that because yeah. you're... Or, you know, you know, a couple of hundred feet instead of 40,000. When, when I think about a plane crashing, it's not necessarily the plane crash itself that I'm bothered about. It's the couple of minutes of it plummeting to earth. Everybody's just screaming. There's nothing you can do. You might as well just start sit there and relax. that's the problem. You can't sit there and relax. Can you? you go into a Why certain not? depth. You're going to explode in a fiery fireball. I can't just sit there and go, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. I'll have another bag of nuts, please, love. Yeah. I just, just go out with some champagne. Yeah, I'll go out Just finish your drink, top your collar, and die with dignity. <laughs> just relax. There'll be no dignity. I'll be the one screaming. <laughs> Running up and down. Yeah. You'd probably pass <laughs> out, though, I'd imagine. If you plumped in that quickly, you'd probably pass out after, like, 30 seconds. So you'll be as high as a kite before you die. Or something yeah, that's what the oxygen's for. It'll give you a lightheaded feeling, a euphoric feeling before you die. You <laughs> that's why they, they, they say stick to genuine, actually. That's not anything. Because when the oxygen comes down, it's pure oxygen, and it's supposed to give you a euphoric feeling to, to calm you down rather than yeah. actually save your life. It's not to save your life. It's they to get you high to calm you it's down. It's the same yeah. with the um, putting your head between your legs, isn't it? It's yeah. not because it's you're safer. It's because when you crash, your neck snaps instantly and you die straight away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's, it's the best way to make sure that you die. It doesn't crash and you go, oh, I put my head between my legs. You know, I survived the crash to a mountain. You just yeah. Yeah. It just have to be your own legs. <laughs> well, if you're gonna die, you might yeah, as well try on. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like look across. Raise an eyebrow. It's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> three minutes, you know. Three minutes, that's twice on a cup of coffee. <laughs> no bag of You're already high off the oxygen. But I do like the concept of automatic flights, though. Like completely pilotless processes. I, th I think it's yeah. a matter of time. I, it's not, you know, they're still experimenting with it and flying cars and stuff like that, where, where, you know, the car will turn into a couple yeah. of rotors will pop up and it'll just... Well, they've got, they're testing solar panel planes already. I think there's yeah, companies already yeah. testing the technology to see how it works. So it's just one step further than rather than having planes that power themselves, you'll have planes that power and travel. I mean, you've got autopilot anyway. The planes are 90% driving themselves already. It's just taking the other human elements out of it, plus solar panels. So you'll have completely self It's, good. Self it's, it's knowing planes. how to, to deal with those situations that can't be, at the moment, scripted. Can't yeah. be put. In, it has to be able to think for itself, and that's where the human element comes into flying at the moment. If you look at that, I can't remember the name of it. 
the one where he lands on Hudson. Yeah. That was it. That was a purely human oh, thing. Yeah. The computer had no idea. If he followed the computer, they would have all died. Yeah. So he had to do it himself. So they need something, a computer that can think like that. And that's where the AI, AI comes into it. Yeah, the yeah, AI, yeah, the AI well. has to keep learning, has it to keep, does, that's yeah. Machine yeah. And the process continuously changes. Yeah. That's a good good workaround. Yeah. They do that in the army yeah. now. Yeah, the drones. Drones. Yeah, the drones are all remote controlled. That's a temporary solution. Yeah. Because otherwise you're not taking away the human element, you're still just moving the human element rather than taking Yeah, you've still got some blokes sitting there, yeah, not, waiting. not painting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with an Xbox controller. <laughs> yeah, just turning the left and right for a laugh. Yeah, to simulate uh, turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's what they'll probably do, actually, in the interim. And then, when when the AI becomes intelligent enough to take on itself, then obviously it'll take on itself. But that's mm. yeah, that makes sense. There, there is always that problem. Just in case you didn't hear that, Chairman asked, "What if there's an electrical fault?" Well, what happens if it's an electro fault now? Yeah. They crash and die. Yeah, they crash and die. Yeah, but if there's an electro fault that stops the plane flying, yeah, what's he going to do? Climb out with his toolbox? through there is electricity. Oh, there's a system error. Mm. I think well, the pilots take over manually. It's a good question. They probably take over manually to a point. I don't know how reliant the plane is on those electrical subsystems. technology as technology gets better they'll probably figure out systems to do that AI that will take over and understand how to sort that out plus if they do put a system like that in where it's all automated you'll have backups and redundancies yeah. everywhere that's the thing how many backups and redundancies can you have mid-air well no they'd be put it they'd be like in, you'd have like 10 sensors for altitude and then each of them doing the same job, if you and then the chances of all ten failing in one journey before they're checked again. That's why planes have two engines. I think they can logistically run on one. If one fails mid-flight, it will still land, but then if the backup fails, then obviously the plane's just going to plummet into the ground. So they'll, they'll probably have to build, like you said, they'd have ten sensors in total for each element, five currently on, and if one fails, you just incrementally yeah. use mm. whatever's left, and if they all fail, then yeah, you're dead, but... But that's not much you could do in that situation. At, at a certain point, it's got to be risk is risk is risk. It's flying yeah. now. You, you could say, what happens if a meteor comes and hits the plane mid-flight? You well, know, it's, yeah. it's possible. It's yeah. not impossible. It could happen, but the chances of it happening are very slim. I think there's certain worst-case scenarios they'll just ex they'll accept as impossible to stop, mm. and then, I mean, to be honest, it'll be like 99% safe as it is now. You've got random occurrences of nature and human well not so much human error actually that's what it is now but it'll be even safer than than it is now at least St statistically it's the safest way to travel isn't it yeah by statistically a, by, yeah by a long long margin huge margin yeah 
still doesn't make it any more pleasurable. Oh, I don't mind it though. <laughs> I, mean, I, quite, I quite enjoy flying. Yeah. I still don't like it. I do it uh, because it's cheaper and quicker than anything else. I flew back from Jersey two, two years ago and it's like 30 minutes. 30 minute flight uh, I think it cost me about 40 quid something like 30 quid yeah something like that now if I wanted to take the car to Jersey it would have been three and a half hour drive down to the ferry port I think it was something like a six hour crossing and it was about three times the price yeah so it was like by far the cheapest and, and easiest way to just jump on a flight cope with it for 30 minutes pray I'm not going to die <laughs> and then I'm, I'm back in Cardiff as long as you do it quietly, though, you don't want to upset the people next to you. <laughs> well, yeah, well, but it's the same with the car. I mean, you've got to trust it, haven't you? Would you get in a car now that you see people driving these Teslas now and they take their hands off the wheel and say, look, look, it's driving itself. It's on autopilot. I couldn't do it on the freeway, as the Americans call it. machine learning so they're in a dynamic environment so they're constantly changing their decisions and updating on the environment and so yeah. and they've been doing that for six years so just because now we're seeing self-driven like cars in actual fact that first car was in 2013 so they've been working and perfecting it for six years since that <coughs> first car and they've tested them and I mean 2013 you're talking in traffic and the theory behind it has been around a lot longer, so they've probably been doing studies on it a lot, lot longer than before 2013. The Tesla ones are supposed to be pretty good, though. Yeah. They've they've had... There's been a few accidents, obviously. You'd expect there's a couple of people have died already. I think one guy came, he was coming up to a bend, and the car interpreted the... Instead of going around the corner, it, it saw his horizon as grass or like a continuation of the road so he just went straight into a wall but there was one guy had a heart attack in the car and it drove him to the hospital it took so it swings and rounds about did he, did he ask it to take it to the hospital or i suppose you could still say it's in its baby stages and it's always it's just going to get better from yeah. here so i think he had a heart attack now. he rerouted the car and the car drove him perfectly to the hospital right. door mm. so yeah. he would have selected it on the screen then yeah. so it's all voice, voice commands, yeah. I think. So ah, you could right. just say, right, okay. take me to the nearest hospital. It just rerouted him straight to the hospital. But then it rerouted some guy into a wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> so swings, swings around. around about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it will happen. It's, n it's not going to be perfect, but it's pretty damn near close. So you win moment. some, you lose them. Yeah. yeah. I might go in an automated car. If it didn't go on the motorway, if it, just, it was a very small journey to the shop, I sure wouldn't go on the motorway better. Minutes. Yeah, because like most it's, it's, it's 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 a more of a straight road. It's more and, and if I don't trust the speed. If, if everyone's yeah. on, they're doing the same speeds, and then no one's gonna. If everything's more automated around you, it's more safe than doing it in. If the everything towns. was automated around you, you haven't got people running on on the roads. You haven't got dogs. You haven't got. Other, I'm not worried other about other things. people's dogs. If I'm in the car, it's not my dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I I probably try. Staff small, I guess. You try a quick. 10 minute journey to the shop see how that goes and then you incrementally build it up it's just other people on the road that's all that would cause the accidents I think statistically yeah yeah more dangerous 
So it should be the safest way to travel or by car. Should because be. everyone's going. There's no big turns. There's no nobody cutting across you. Everyone should be going the same, roughly the same speed, and you should have plenty of time to see anything stopping mm-hmm. or anything ahead of you. There should be the, the yeah, safest way to go. Yeah, the problem is you get stupid idiots who don't go abuse 200 it. from Scotland to Cardiff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they abuse <laughs> it, and but that's just humans. They abuse anything that's given to them. So by that token there you're saying put everything in the hands of artificial intelligence yeah everything should be driving flying something manufacturing something that can't who doesn't discriminate anyone who can't is everything's black and white to them well then you're wrong because artificial intelligence is designed to be a person so they test so in order for them to test whether artificial intelligence is successful what they actually do and this is the actual test they do it's a Turing test is it yeah so they'll yeah. put a person in say room A and the person in room A will answer questions. In room B will be maybe a person. In room C will be the artificial intelligence. They can't see each other. This person asking the questions cannot see who is answering the questions and what is answering the questions. That person after those questions then has to try and guess which one is the human and which one is artificial intelligence. That is how yeah. they test that. And that's why the science fiction always depicts them wiping out humanity. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. They'll learn. Okay, I suppose in the perfect world, then, it's, the idea is that the, the computer doesn't see anything other than numbers. So it gro- operates on, 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 as I say, on the perfect world. It would be that every, it just runs on numbers. And it, yeah, but it can't, because otherwise no. that's not artificial intelligence. No. That's just a complex algorithm. Yeah. That yeah. Just automation, then. That's how yeah. the traffic light system works. It's all... I think there's algorithms and automation there that determine, you know, the frequency of the lights turn in whatever colour. That would be, you know, maybe 40 years advanced of that. That would be a system that you could use for something else, but it's not artificial intelligence in the true sense because there's no... It's not making logical decisions based on the information. It's just... Well, it's not self-learning then. The, the logic is already pre-programmed and it just goes around from A to B to C to D. It's not like making conscious decisions to change things. So why would it, why would it need to? Like, why why would artificial intelligence need to go, oh, we've had 7 million people ask us for this food from our automated food thing. They can just go, right, we need to do, that. The, the, we need to produce more of this to compensate for that. That isn't necessarily a logical decision. That no. is assessment of statistics. Yeah. It depends on the environment and what sort of artificial intelligence that you're looking for, because there are two different groups of artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is actually, and I can't think of the exact words they define it, but it is basically artificial intelligence is the intelligence to make a decision and output based on a sensory flag. So something as simple as your thermostat in your house. That's artificial intelligence. Because your thermostat, if set to 23 degrees, will pick up that your house is sitting at 23 degrees, and that's the sensor. And then once it picks up that sensor, your house is on 23 degrees, it'll turn the heating up. That's artificial intelligence. There has to be a sensory input, and then there has to be like a decision process and an output based on that sensor. I thought that... (laughs) 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 It's fascinating, but what you'll find is most most artificial intelligence systems have a... If you've seen iRobot, it's exactly like that. There's a central core of an actual intelligent digital 
simulation of a human being or whatever it is that controls the different, not necessarily artificial intelligence outlets, but you've got like sub-programs that not, are not actually artificial intelligence, but they're governed by some sort of intelligent mainframe. So like the traffic system, you know, the, the food distribution systems are all governed by a human-like digital representation rather than the little systems themselves being artificial intelligence. And that's the problem. It's, it's, when the, it's when the mainframe decides that, yeah, we don't really need human beings anymore. So they turn your thermostats down so you freeze during the night. And that's the conscious decision being made by something human-like. And then the subsystems just follow suit. So do you think humans in general are quite happy to accept the fact that this is everything is going to be controlled for us? Yep. I mean, it's going that way now anyway. Yeah. And I yep. don't think we've got a lot of choice. It's going to happen. But are we happy to accept yeah. that? Because I think there's still a lot of, you know... We're completely you know. powerless in that, in that situation. We invest our entire civilization on this one artificial intelligent... Well, God, if you want to use a word of that you're nature. Already, you're already voluntarily signing up to it. You've got to accept oh, Alexa yeah, yeah, getting yeah. smartphones. Mm, yeah. like, it's not even people consciously making a decision for a mainframe to control them. They're voluntarily signing up to have... It doesn't help though that it's constantly forcing your face that you should buy this and you should get this and it'll help you do this and it'll help you do that. So it's, yeah, you say I mean, voluntarily, but it's only but to a certain extent that is it voluntary. But voluntary. Somebody could sit in front of me for 12 hours and say, go kill that person, go kill that person, go kill that person. Not and kill that person, because I don't want to kill that person. <laughs> so it is voluntary. Depends on it, yeah. But if you, yeah, yeah, if you put that... If you put that system into uh, the, the media and the press, if someone said, if they kept saying to you every day that this person needs to die, this person needs to die, there will be a lot of people in this planet, on, on, in Britain in particular, that would go and kill that person. That's because it's... Okay, the world. The world. No, it is the media. The media controls the public. The media controls everything. So if, whatever the media, if the media tomorrow decides to come up with a hope story about aliens invading, everyone would believe it. Everyone on, on this planet would believe. Well, you would have not everyone, but you'd have some people who say naysayers. But the majority, majority of people would probably believe it. BBC, ITV, Sky News, any of them who came out and said, "Yeah, there's death." All three of them said there's an alien invasion, and they give you some proof. It's all hoax. You would believe it because where are you supposed to get your not your knowledge from? The news. This the is where I go back to my it. first point about half the population. Get rid of half of the people that would believe those stories. Yeah. And you've but got why wouldn't you? Everything that goes on there, you're meant to believe. Well, I take it as a pinch of salt. Like, if there's a story on the news about an alien invasion, I'd go to another news source or another and source if they of information. Have the same, same story. If, it's say if, if they all just decide to bring up this news story, it's massive news. Story I'd still be skeptical. Or tentacles. It could, you know. Yeah, tentacles. It's, it's down to the person. I mean, you've got to be switched on enough to know that media outlets are not giving you the news that you want or need. They're giving you the news that's going to generate the following, the likes, the people watching, the people buying their papers. Sensationalised yeah. stories. Like, it's like the Kardashian family. I still can't believe that they're the most popular. I think Kim Kardashian is the most popular person on this planet. For what? I mean... A sex tape. Yeah. It was a really bad sex. I haven't yeah. seen it. I'll give her that. No, I haven't seen it. It's not. I'll have a look later. I haven't seen it yet, but can I just say we're getting the bit? 
we get we get a bit off the subject here. So we've been over half an hour. So let's uh, let's sum up. Chris's question was: uh, Will it kill the economy or will it make it better? It'll make it better, but it will. Will it kill it first to make it, it better? Ki- it'll probably kill off most of humanity rather than the economy. To be fair, it depend- it'll only make it better. It depends how it plays out. If this artificial intelligent intelligence is benevolent enough not to go and humans are in the way we need to kill them and you know we it would we would be better it would if it if it decides why well, i need to look after humanity that's my goal in life then we humans it, it, are it's purely dependent on how it's built. For humanity then like if it's built in the most logical way it's going to make the most logical decisions and the most logical decision would be to get rid of half the population if they can't meet a certain criteria or self or they're not self-sufficient but then if it's programmed to purely keep people alive, then it will do its best to keep people alive unless it learns not this to. Like See, this is the hand grud. That is exactly what happened in the hand grud. It was yeah. artificial intelligence that decided that the best thing for the planet was to kill it off and start again. Yeah. That's what a lot of them are like, though. Mm. A lot of and that, mm. at the time, that was the most logical decision for the Earth to survive regardless of its inhabitants. Which I can so kind of delete you because... Yeah. Because if we kill the planet, we're just going to, you know, by the time this planet dies, because of us, we'll be living on other galaxies and other planets. But then. So, in conclusion, <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got know. its pros and cons. Yeah. Pros and cons, but I don't think we know enough about it to make a decision it yet. It's still too early in the infant stages to know what's going to happen. Yeah, we, happen. we haven't got a, a true AI system yet that's capable of yeah. making The closest thing we've got is science decisions. fiction, which you've is got, fiction. I think you know, Google are making leaps and bounds in AI, but it's all yeah. Alexa, do my shopping, or you know, small commercial applications rather than large-scale government uh, infrastructure. And Boston Dynamics with the dog that can open a door. I've seen those. Oh, I've seen that. They yeah. are really cool. And the robot with the backpack that can do backflips off a bench. I suppose we didn't even talk about the military applications of AI as well. And the oh, that's massive. That is, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Well, Google have bought. I think it's Google have bought uh, Boston Dynamics now. Doesn't surprise me. Either them or Amazon would look like. Well, mm. yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> one of them is going to be the ultimate dictator yeah. in the next twenty years, so it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> Okay, well, in response to Chris's, Chris's question <laughs> then, we're none the wiser. We didn't really come to a conclusion. It's got good points, bad points. And if you're wondering why Gemma sounds so distant, it's because she hasn't got a microphone. <laughs> so thanks, everybody. Thank you all for joining me today. And uh, we'll meet up again soon. Cool. Take care.